Five, four, three, two, one. That was okay. That was okay. Ladies and gentlemen, I I am hopeful for this episode. Uh, welcome to episode 15 of the Mosby Learning Podcast. Guy at work today asked me if it was my... He said, what's up with that Mosby thing you're doing? And I said, oh, shoot. Maybe it doesn't translate. I don't know. But uh, yeah, so Mosby Learning... Uh, is is the name of this episode, uh, this podcast, uh, Mosby.ca slash 015. And uh, my name is Dan Hurt. I'm calling in from Mississauga, Ontario. Oh. We didn't discuss. Yeah, Gibbs, you uh, go next. Gibbs, Texas. <laughs> Gibbs, Texas. I love it. <laughs> All right. Anybody else out there? Uh, yeah, it's Eli from the greater metropolitan Detroit area. There you go. How big? How, how big is greater? Where does that go out to? Well, I need to say that because I literally like if you say like the I'm, I'm on the outskirts. Like, I I technically could be the greater so Flint like area on eight too. And a half mile is that is that like what you're on the Venn, If it was a Venn diagram, I'd be like yeah. like the greater Flint area <laughs> and the greater Metro okay. Detroit area where they just touch. That's basically where I live. All right, how's your drinking water over there? Oh, okay? mine's fine. Mine's fantastic. Yeah. It's the best that's well good. water I've ever had. <laughs> that's You're off the grid, water-wise. That's good. All right, we're not here to talk about uh, drinking water, ladies and gentlemen. We'll leave that to Mark Ruffalo. Uh, what we are here to talk about is um, is is all things learning this week. Uh, last week, myself and Gibbs, we chatted about a couple fun things. We had uh, a nice little chit-chat there, and... In this episode, we're gonna hear um, we're gonna hear a couple different things. We're gonna, as you come to probably know and love, uh, a couple headlines. We'll touch on those, and we'll also touch on. Oh, I do have a I have a poem today, guys. Oh um, Lord! There, th- wow, <laughs> wow! Thank you for the support. Uh, not only that, I we're gonna touch swell. on. <laughs> we're gonna touch on something that uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully, it might help some people out next year. Uh, with the can train fix it and it's kind of relevant to, to when you might be hearing this this episode you're going to hear this uh, this will go live i think on uh, christmas eve or awful close to it so i guess we'll just start there do you guys uh you guys have your christmas shopping done gibbs how about you do you shop early do you shop late what do oh, you yeah do? i always shop early because i don't really like people so hey there you go you know how that goes now you're perfect for a podcast yes yeah that's good i'm awesome for a podcast actually i did uh, buy like little last gifts if that like stocking stuff or sort of stuff yeah 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 so stocking stuff or kind of stuff today but you know hey let me ask you uh so do you actually do stockings there yes okay so the things that you stuff into the stocking does that get wrapped as well it depends this year i didn't you did not wrap no, things because that went I'm lazy. stockings uh, okay. Yeah, last year, but most years I tend to do it. Um, I yeah, I definitely tend to um, do wrap the gifts. But you know what? You want to hear a fascinating story? Um, as long as it's quick. Yeah. So <laughs> I've had the same stocking stuffer since I've been probably three or four years old. Right. When you say stocking stuffer, stocking, do you, you mean sorry. The, the stocking? stocking. Okay. Yeah. It's like that's the most, un, yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> stocking. And so we moved houses and I haven't, I hadn't found that stocking. Like I lost it somewhere in the move. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, crud, that's one of the few things I've had since I've been a little girl. And then 
this year I was like, well, let's put this stocking holder out now. You know how you have the things you put on the fireplace? Sure. Um, you know, so, well, I had to explain because, you know, from Canada and stuff. Um, we have fireplaces up here. Thank you very much. <laughs> I think they invented them. And so, <laughs> it's possible. The chiminea? That wasn't us, though. So I opened the box of this stocking holder I haven't used in like two or three years. And there was the stocking. Shut the front door. Yes. And it's the Mystery true. Solved. Well, you wouldn't know, Dan, because, you know, you're seven. But it was the true 1970s stocking, you know, like total 70s stocking. So did that was there like a fish bowl built into the bottom of it or what does that mean? No. So it's like the red, you know how all stockings are like really nice and stuff now and they all have like patterns and stuff. Yes. Well, this yes. one's like red and has this plastic like nasty looking Santa on it. Wow. And not only that, and then what back in the day there used to be this thing called try some kind of painting thing that fa uh, women did with tubes and stuff. But my mom like spelled my name out in glit out in glue and oh like puffy paint and threw yeah, yeah, glitter yeah. all over it yeah yeah hey so just like uh, when I go to the dentist I'm glad I was born when I was <laughs> and not when you were I'm so um, I, uh, Mr. Brandt Eli do you um you are you an early shopper late shopper what do you do uh, I spread it all out um I I'm targeted by those Instagram ads they like know mm -hmm. I'm a sucker for them. So I get some good ideas, and I uh, I brought the white elephant to a halt last week with a with a gift I saw and bought over the summer, specifically it? for that item. Uh, it's it? a thing called a a flask cap. Flask cap, okay. And it's a a cap that you put on like your Yeti tumbler. Oh. Mm -hmm. And it holds like five ounces of hard liquor. Ooh, that oh, would be and it's got a terrific. And it's got a button that you press on the top of it that drops a shot of it into your drink. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so was your like gift wow. the one that everyone kept trading for? Um, it got picked really late, like because okay. it was in a uh, small, inconspicuous box, and yeah. then the person who, the last person who had the pick, got it. And uh, but it was like it brought people. It like it stopped the. Th we had 55, 50, 55 people in this thing. It mm -hmm. brought it to a halt. Dang. Everybody was circled around it, and was How like, "How big is your training group?" That well, like I'm part, my training people. group. My training group is part of HR, so it's actually yeah. part of the whole HR team. Uh -huh. uh, this was for so, um, yeah. They were like, "Where do you find this? Where do you get this? Can you get it on Amazon?" Like, I got, I had like field all kinds oh of questions. Gosh. But what's funny is, is when they first opened it, no one knew what it was, and I had to like do like a, you know, the thirty the minute, demo. Th the thirty second commercial for it, like what it is, yeah, and then yeah. everybody was like, "Oh my god." <laughs> so, but it's I, like I an infomercial. Eye, yep, I keep my eye out for things all year long, unique little things that nice. can uh, can bring that in. Look at but him. he's I like think, a proactive think, shopper. Oh, yeah. I think I finalized our, our shopping today. We had most of the okay. kids' stuff done. I had my wife. My wife's stuff done. I get her. I get her taken care of real early. I keep a list all year long. Every time she says I like this or this is cool, I have a little notes app in my phone, Look at and him. I just. I take all those mm -hmm. notes, and mm -hmm. I'm never without ideas to get her for her birthday or Christmas. I am super impressed. In. That's like what this I is, do. Cynthia, th these are the people that Mosby Learning brings to well, a larger group. These are group, the people you know I, mean? I need like, to hang out with, not you and exactly Adam. That's exactly right. On a weekly, <laughs> hey, 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 come on now. 
<laughs> if you and him start hanging out together, I'm going to be very upset about this. <laughs> he <laughs> now, like uh, actually la- makes sense and like plans. Last week, to the surprise of everybody, we did not have a note from Portland <gasps> because, well, because I was on the show. The ship. And so here's yeah, because you were on the show. Now, the thing is, last week, Gibbs, it was just you and me. And and we do not get a note from Portland. So that it's means Adam. Two days. I think what we need to do. Yeah. And what I, I need to get a note out to Portland, make sure there's not a gas leak or something out there um, just to see that everything's still going. All right. Two but, day, um, two, is, we have, have to sign change to sign to two. You got okay. I have a question about question? Portland. I don't is, have a lot of answers around this topic, but is, go ahead. Is Portland like Springfield? Like we don't know where it is. Il- Illinois. It's it's which one? No, it's 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 uh, it's Portland, Oregon. Yeah, yeah. it's Portland, Oregon, it's, not Portland, yeah. Maine, or Portland, we Michigan. Know, we do know it's there's a Portland, Michigan. It's not that one. That's for sure. It it's is a hamlet, not that. I think they so, call it. Uh, the the hamlet of Portland, Michigan. Let's move. Uh, let's move into the headlines, ladies and gentlemen. Here, um, we have we have a couple things to kind of go through. Now, there is one. I, you know, it feels like I'm finding as we're doing these episodes, I'm definitely finding there's themes to the things that we talk about. And it's not that I'm trying to find these particular themes. It's just that the the, the headlines that are out there fall into certain groups, and, and we have yet another virtual reality one here. And it's a short. It was a short video. We'll of course include this in the show. Show notes, but uh, I don't know if you guys uh, had a quick chance to look at that uh, virtual language learning video. Uh, that's the one I did not get to. Okay, so Gibbs, did you check that out? I was busy looking at the site catchphrases. Sorry. That's that's terrific. Okay, so <laughs> that's messed let up. me give. Hey, hey, Dan, you can suck it. (laughs) Thank you very much. Um, So why don't I give you guys the 30 second version of the one minute video? Uh, The the gist was now this is this is this is education, you know, uh, secondary education. So not um, not corporate L&D. But, you know, obviously there's a bit of overlap. And especially when VR is concerned, there's some similarities here. We've talked about cop uh, or, you know, police officer, peace officer. I don't know what we call them cop training um but this is kids learning languages so they're they put the headset on and they're now in like a little it's it's a room where they have to solve they have to speak french or whatever it is to solve the problem and and to solve the mystery i think it's like stolen art um it's like an escape room I don't think it's like an escape room per se. No, it's just like a contained environment because it looked like kind of cheap, uh, a cheap situation. Um, but and I think if if I can, since you guys didn't get the opportunity to review this, I'll just give you my thoughts on it. We can move on. Um, I think this is this is actually a scenario where who gives a shit like this does not belong in a VR situation. I want to be clear because there's things that we've talked about in the past that, you know, I haven't prefaced the material appropriately. So this is a virtual reality goggle situation where teenagers, young, young adults are putting these headsets on. They're going into a virtual room or collection of rooms where they're trying to use their language to solve a crime or a mystery. That I'm afraid is probably not something where VR is appropriate. The only reason that I think it might work is because we have, let's say we have a room of, uh, it's got, it's got to do a scale, but not really the usefulness of the material. Um, so we have a room, let's say of 20 something kids in there. What they do is they roll this cart in that has all the, of course, their Oculus branded headsets. Uh, and then kids put them on and they, they check it out. So there is a lot less actual physical space taken up 
uh, compared to a room full of computer terminals. You know what I mean? So I think what? that's the... Why, only benefit here. Why wouldn't they put them like in the settings? So if they're trying to learn Italian, why isn't the virtual training as if they're in Italy going through trying to eat at a restaurant well, or something? It was very simple animation. Uh, I think that'd be perfectly appropriate, but they were trying to do, they were trying, like I say, to solve the missing, there was a missing painting in this scenario that they were trying to solve for. But um, I think that that sort of context might be more helpful, you know, when it's actually relevant and pertinent to the situation. Not like, oh, look, there's a nail hanging on the wall where there's a missing painting. But like I say, I think the only value here that the actual VR headset brings is not the immersive aspect, which is where I kind of landed on the on the on the officer training last week. But um, I think it's just it's smaller hardware. I think that's the only benefit of it. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Those are my but, thoughts. I mean, you could you could do the same thing with your phone, like yeah. With they wouldn't what, even, those... they wouldn't even have to build it to where the headset where you're looking at your phone and yeah. it's giving you yeah. the clues and whatever. No, you're right. So okay, so what the way and I've seen I've seen you can at least take what do they call them photo spheres where you can do like a 360 mm-hmm. photo. You can build rooms like that too, can't you for uh, for your phone to kind of explore? I have no clue. I have no clue. You okay. know what would be really cool, think, though, yeah. is they should do, like, I can't wait. Do, doing the show prep? Is that? Uh, no. is that, uh, I is that can't cool? wait till they do it like <clears throat> Star Trek. Technically, that that wasn't any part of the show prep, the question you just asked us. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mr. Technically, um, go on, Cynthia. So, you know, See, yeah, just deflect. Tell yeah. us more about the replicator. So, yeah, you know, you go into the, what did they call it? The hologram room? The holosuite. The holodeck? The holodeck. holodeck. Yeah. And that's like, that's better virtual than anything else. I'm if always they call shocked. It the blueberry. The blueberry. No, that's not at it. <laughs> I've heard it both ways. But um, there is a car in Psych named the blueberry. Jesus Christ. Thank you for playing along, <laughs> Cynthia. <laughs> Come on, son. <laughs> Of course there was. Let's move on from uh, Star Trek and Psych. There are a couple more articles to touch on, and then I'll regale you with my poem. Um, Cynthia, I think it was you, this this James Kennedy uh, radio situation. Yeah. Was this you? Okay. You added this in here? Is there a tie-in to L&D somehow? Well, yes. I was looking and, for it. And no. <laughs> I'm hoping yes for one. Yes and no. So, okay, walk us through Actually, this from top to bottom. Actually, there was another person, so the, too, okay, who just died, too. So that too. the thousands of, of Mosby, the hey, Mosby Army knows what's going on. Can you tell us the whole story? You know what? What's if you on? talked about Big Bird dying last week, I can talk about this. It was very important to my yes. childhood. So, okay, so um, I don't know, well, back in, what, the early 2000s or something, there is there were these two movies and it was a back in the time when they were making a lot of football movies, you know, that was like the trend Mm -hmm. and two movies they made was, was uh, remember the Titans, right. With Denzel Washington. Mm -hmm. And then the second movie was with, um, the movie called radio with Cuba Gooding Jr. Mm -hmm. Like the last movie he made before he started like flopping in all his movies. (laughs) But so do you guys remember those stories? Yeah, Herman Boone just died the other day. The yes. head coach from uh, yes, and from R- remember, remember the, Titans. the Titans. And two days earlier, or earlier, earlier, the radio died. You think they're connected somehow? No, I don't Mysterious think it's connected. But I, you know, but the fun thing, the the thing, and okay, so I'm trying to connect it to L and D. 
<laughs> but you know, it's... this might take a while. <laughs> but, Eighteen you know, degrees of L and D for yeah. football movies. <laughs> well, and the cool thing, if you if you read the article about Radio dying, is he was what they call, and I can't remember the right wordings, but it's in the article where he was a perpetual eleventh grader. Like, mm. you know, because he was uh, mentally challenged. And I don't want to say arrested development, no, but is that... No, is but that because okay. he, was, he was always an 11th grader that was never going to graduate. So from the time he was like young when they first discovered him and he started doing football and the coach came and got him and stuff, he was still going to school even when he died as an 11th grader. And oh, wow. he inspired all of these kids throughout the high school years, etc., <coughs> excuse me and stuff but you know it just you know we if you talk about coaching and that's like the sports coach you look at the remember the titans coach guy and you look at the guy who took care of radio coach they were like they were tough but at the same time they were like compassionate um yeah kind of thing well that sounds a little like coach carter too yeah <laughs> yeah but he uh, didn't die this week so yes not important yet Interesting enough. Interesting enough. So you brought up the fact that they don't make these movies anymore. Do you know why? Because they're all Avengers. There's movies? no good coaches anymore. I don't know. No. Ooh, interesting. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be a Sandusky movie at some point. Oh, here. good God. <laughs> um, no, uh, the international audience does not like American sporting movies. Oh. So really? Why? All, all movies now. All movies now are made with the international market in mind. Oh, I bet specifically uh, China as well. Yep. So China doesn't play football. So guess what kind of movies you're not going to see football. So why did they I still? So here's else a that... question: If all movies are made with the international world in mind, why are they still making war movies like Midway and that latest one that came out? I well, don't. I don't know. Midway, history movies know. are huge. Yeah. So they're war movies, but they're slight, they're technically history movies, like Dunkirk. Like yes. that movie was gigantic in Europe. So they're okay with all of that, but they're not yeah, okay with American not... football. Yep. No, they don't get it. Yeah, but you know they they're... don't get baseball. They don't I get want... football. I wonder if there's well, anything Asia else that gets has to football. do. I mean, baseball. Baseball. Yeah. Yeah, totally baseball. Yeah, Asia gets baseball. I mean, more and more Asians are being signing with American football uh, baseball leagues. Still a very small percentage. Yeah. There's more of them, but, you know, it's not hard to double point zero 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 one. <laughs> hey, now. All right. Was there anything else that hey. you wanted to uh, address with uh, with radio whose real name was... James Kennedy. Lavender James Gooms. James Radio Kennedy. Did you... See, what did you say? What? Lavender Gooms. Lavender Gooms. <laughs> no. Did you see what his older brother or younger brother's name was? It was Cool Rock. What's going on with these guys? It's like it's like we're reading The Outsiders again. Oh. Pony Boy and Soda Pop and stuff. I have something else, too, relating to an earlier episode. Okay. Uh, like going going back to a previous Mosby? Yes. So, remember 69 or 69? You'll have the to help me tattoo. out. Oh, yes. yeah. Takashi 69. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He, he's going to jail for two years. Oh yeah, he's uh, which is surprisingly short for well, apparently the he things snitched. he's admitted to. He's I hear that snitches get stitches, <laughs> but we'll find out. His dad came out of the woodwork too, eh? 
I guess. I don't know. Matter of time. Once uh, once somebody's in the headlines that their dad that was never there shows up. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's let's move I'll on to the- take care of your um... finances while you're in jail. <laughs> so, there's so much trust that needs to be instilled there. All right. We're going to move on to the next article, um, which is, what is this? Six thinking scaffolds that can move students toward deeper levels of understanding. And uh, this kind of comes to us from a group. Doesn't kind of. It actually comes from a group called uh, Mind Shift. Again, these um, is it Mind Shift? I don't know. All right. Either way, the link's going to be found at Mosby.ca/slash zero one five. Our our Christmas episode here, and uh, so. There's six things that these folks are saying, and I know that you guys have read this article very thoroughly, so we'll just, we'll discuss this we one in detail. We should sing some Christmas carols if it's our Christmas episode. Yeah, maybe just we'll saying. save it for the end. Oh, you know what? Why don't why don't we read uh, together uh, Twas the Night Before Christmas, a nice bit of Christmas poetry, yes? <laughs> Does this sound nice? Does this sound enjoyable for everyone? Okay. No. <laughs> um, so here, here's one, and the whole idea is to kind of get students to... Um, to, to really think harder, to make more connections, to make stronger and deeper connections with the content that they're consuming right now. And here's one right here. Prompt students to include context. And, and it continues to uh, say, ask questions that prompt students to include what they already know and emphasize the need to seek out further information or clarification. Now, there's one thing that I've heard recently, not one, one of the things I've heard recently uh, about having constructive conversations, and it's really all about getting the person on the other side of the conversation to make sure that you know what they've said is to really restate the thing that they said in in, in words uh, so that you can articulate that you've understood it. And not only uh, by doing that does the other person know that you've understood their message, but you have had to think harder to construct what it is that um, that you're trying to share with them or that you're trying to understand their point. So that's a, that's a valuable thing. Sales 101. Kind of like you're saying yeah. right now. Like I'm, like I'm saying right now. Like I'm saying right now. Exactly. Yeah. So that's a perfect demonstration, I guess. Um, any, I, I like this, this first one. Like, I think they should remove students and prompt everyone to include context. <laughs> just, yeah, just context. Plopping, Con- plump, plucking things out of the ether and, uh, you know, it, it just helps everybody understand the situation. Um, mm-hmm. These six items going through them, nothing's earth shattering or nope. groundbreaking here no. but they are next level right they're they are you know mm-hmm. not 101 items when you're facilitating a class or you're you're, you're prompting people to do that it's you've got to uh, go above and beyond um the baseline to do these things and to uh to reach those uh to kind of get more out of your folks you know, it's, it's, it's really true. And I feel like we're going to see even in some of these other things, like there's nothing groundbreaking and you're going to say, oh, OK, yeah, that makes sense. But we don't try hard enough to, to do some of these things. Uh, all right. Well, let, let's jump to the next one. There. Well, Ask, a couple oh, things, oh, though. Let's jump back to the because previous we're one. moving too fast. <laughs> Is this about James no, Radio Kennedy? No, again? I'm just giving you an overall James big Robet? picture. You said, you know, we don't apply it. And I was trying to give you reasons why. Go on. There, see? Context. Giving you context. Oh, shit, you did it again, Jim? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, so, you know, I think there's two reasons why it's not applied. A, we're not holding our trainers accountable 
to it. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, B, I think we also, uh, or teaching them how to do it, right? And developing to how to do it. The second thing I think is, again, we move so fast and we have to design and develop so fast and just throw mm -hmm. put stuff together and leverage from other things um, and just run. And yeah. so it's not enough time to even try to think like this, let alone apply it. Yeah. Running and gunning, there's an awful uh, lot of that. I, I kind of like what you said about... You're foreshadowing something I'm going to bring up later, Gibbs. Okay. <laughs> Nicely done. You guys are Look already working as a team. Uh -huh. It's disgusting. You don't even need me here. <laughs> um... <laughs> Want to go get some jerk chicken? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, the next. Well, we already talked about asking open. Wait. So we didn't talk about though asking open-ended questions. How do you guys feel about that? Well, okay. So I'm gonna digress. That was an open-ended question. Yes. Go ahead. I'm gonna digress. Got that, Chief. I should have asked so a close-ended question. It's, it's amazing how Instant okay regret. how asking open-ended questions. And asking behavioral interviewing questions, you still get the close-ended answer or the generic answer. Tell me more about that. So it's like you, it's so doing behavioral interviewing, you know, behavioral interviewing has been around for how long? Well, millions yeah, of years of it. Top, yeah. And, but on top of that, it's really been put in use probably what the last 15 years, et cetera. So you would think experienced no, I'm not saying novices. I'm not saying people getting their first corporate job or people, you know, going to try to get a job at Walmart or McDonald's. But mm -hmm. experienced people who've worked in corporate for quite a while would understand how to answer behavioral interview questions. Now, and on that note, so Go sorry, ahead. Dan. Yeah. Uh, no, no. On that note, a couple things. Number one, um, I don't think enough time is spent warming up to folks. Right, they come in, especially if they come in with a negative or a zero uh, temperature to to the training or to where they're going to be, you know, in in the the, the scene. There, um, you got to warm mm -hmm. them up to get them to respond the way you want them. To. And sometimes we don't have that time thing you were talking about to do that. Yeah, um, in the classroom. But the other thing, absolutely. Right, especially in the, especially in the classroom, um, especially if you have you know virtual training, uh, it's a really tough one to do because uh, sometimes they just they they're multitasking. Uh, and uh, not Unless really paying attention. Unless you have a relationship. If you have a relationship right. with them, it's so much easier. Right. I use that like in a, last week I did a class and I knew two or three people out of a class of 20 and I used the conversations with those two or three folks to warm up the rest of the room and get the conversation going. But the other thing is uh, I heard on the radio this morning, not to bring him up again, but... Um, <laughs> radio. My name is radio. But they, they were talking about uh, how... The time has now eclipsed where people have more non-face-to-face -face communication than face-to-face -face <gasps> communication every single day. Oh, I saw that yeah. on the news today. And did you yep. see how they're – and because people are having more less face-to-face, -face, when people do meet face-to-face, -face, there's more conflict. Yep. Because and they, they don't, don't know – they don't know how to handle it. They don't. They don't do it enough. Yeah, and somebody is it Amazon or somebody is using Ugh. Alexa. Who does Alexa? Amazon. Okay, so they're figuring out a way where if you're arguing with someone in your household, they're going Alexa will change the subject to stop you all from fighting. 
That's funny. What do you mean? Wait, wait, what? Yes. Alexa's always listening. I don't want that thing anything near anywhere near my Look house. Look at me what a being like mess. newsworthy, Dan, this week. I am on fire. Usually it's you and Adam. <laughs> yeah, you're an animal. <laughs> uh, what is this? Hang on. Oh, it's an Alexa skill. Change the subject. This is messed up, man. Do you need to lighten the... Here's a description from Amazon. Do you need to lighten the mood and find something new to talk about fast? It's time to change the subject. Change the subject is the ultimate skill for starting conversations and keeping things fun. That's what we do here, man. We don't need this freaking skill. That's what we do. We need a Mosby uh, skill. Yeah. So for, let's uh... just not deal with conflict at all. Well, <laughs> the conflict comes too from... I agree. I, I talked about this with Dan offline uh, a while back, but how people are uh, creating their own virtual reality by mm-hmm. pairing off and like... When you're by segmenting off the things that they don't like, like so yeah. you go to like an online community. I just heard on the radio people said yesterday Facebook was a real fun place to be, um, but like uh, with the goings on in the United States here, not today uh, it wasn't. No, yesterday and today. No, yeah. it, it, it was uh, sarcasm. Their gifts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, and as you close off and you r- restrict yourself and 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 turn away from anything that doesn't fit your box, right, of what you like, yeah. anytime you go out in the world away from that, you're going to, the chance of conflict and you not dealing with it well goes up. Oh, wow. Yeah. Which causes well, all you're... kinds of other things, right? Exactly. Yeah. Well, it, it's emotional atrophy, right? Yeah. That's, 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 I think that's what it is. It all boils just down to some... that, yeah. Well, yeah. and it goes back to um, also, like, I, I think it was millennials. So, Dan. Oh, boy. Hey, you know what? It took um, us almost a half an hour to get to the first generational reference. So, Thank you. So, that's a that's a that momentum. Um, uh, and the after. But, you know, they were saying, like, uh, suicide rates of millennials during college years is was is was higher than previous generations and that was yeah. because they were raised always doing something like always like um, you know two three four five times a week after school going mm. and being in group things doing activities all these things and so when they got to college and they lost the structure and they were alone and not within groups they were struggling with depression and not yeah, knowing, and not man. knowing what to do to, with themselves, and not knowing how to entertain themselves, and so they were they were winding up committing suicide. Without uh, making this Christmas Mosby episode <laughs> too dark. Um, <laughs> Without dark, there uh, is no light. Yeah, ain't that the truth? Yes, and I think I think maybe we're going to start seeing some of that light. And unfortunately, it's probably going to take another half a generation to get there. Maybe it's Generation Alpha that's going to oh really no bring us home. That but, killed uh, me. That killed me. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's keep moving here. Uh, the next one was help students transfer knowledge. And again, this is from what's the uh, the headline of this article? Six thinking scaffolds that move students towards deeper levels of understanding. Written by Emily. Uh, Boudreau uh, from Usable Knowledge. But uh, yeah, so help students transfer knowledge and experience. So the uh, continues to say, have students think back to past experiences and information sources like classroom 
learning. So it's just connecting dots to that's things. That's very similar to using the context, though. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of agree. I kind of agree. Or even the trainer using their own experiences and saying, have, do you all have any other to say? Well, so there, there's there's context, which is how am I? What is the circumstances that I'm solving this problem within? And maybe maybe this is leveraging an existing knowledge set. There's a book that I'm reading right now. I think it's called How People Learn, Design How People Learn, something like that. And um, one of the things that they talk about is having um, mental shelves. Like you have uh, this idea of mental shelves, and you say, okay, this is this is this is the fabric shelf or this is the pasta shelf and so you see a thing and you quickly put it on maybe one or two shelves but you you categorize it in certain ways and uh, and maybe that that's part of this too i don't know um uh, the next <laughs> one's interesting leave what what <laughs> shut up uh leave room for student ownership i'm not going to read anything else on that what do you guys think about that <laughs> idea the ownership of the learner uh duh it's on them it's their job they they yeah. in this case like you you sink or swim, you want to do the job right, you want to improve your quality of life, quality of experience at work, that's on you, man. I don't need to um, – I'll do. I'll take you pretty far, but at a certain point, yeah. I'm going to pat you on the back and say, go get it, son. You, you know, yep. I will say this, though, because I'm on two projects right now that we're building, um, and, you know, we're working with executive sponsors, and their vision – and so everything – I'm working on has to answer two questions. Um, one of the questions for one of the classes, uh, I, we are teaching you this topic because it's go because this is how it's going to help you have a successful career here at Caliber. Um, or the other one is this is going to be help you. We need to everything we teach. Like each topic, we need to make sure that we're explaining to them from the get-go. We're teaching you this app because this is how it's going to be help you be successful at your job. Um, and so I think while, yes, it takes them to go and apply it, but if we as trainers tell them how it's going to help them from the get-go and keep pushing that, then it, it will help them to take more ownership. Yeah. Yep. Uh, all right. And next one up, invite and manage risk. Allow students to take risks by not immediately dismissing wrong answers. Now, this is interesting. This kind of ties into what we were talking about <laughs> earlier with, uh, you know, just with, with a generation that may have been coddled a bit too much where everybody's ego was stroked continually and they were never left alone to try to solve a problem. But um, to, to manage risk in the classroom. So let me ask you guys both, since you're both uh, learning – uh, professionals, when you have people give you a, a an incorrect answer in the classroom, maybe Eli, I'll start with you. How do you how do you handle that? Uh, it depends on how wrong the answer is. <laughs> so, at what point do you get to openly mocking them? Where does where does that happen? After. Okay, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, no, like if someone gets me something, it can be two percent of a right answer. Mm -hmm. I get part of it. I'm not lying. Yeah. And then I let the rest of the class fill the rest of the percentage up, right? Okay. So that's what I usually do. Now, if it's completely wrong, I'll be like, all right, I'll kind of rephrase the question again. Mm -hmm. I won't say you're wrong, 
but I'll kind of rephrase it, like shuffle the deck again with the question and yeah. rebring it back up and have hopefully somebody else jumps in uh, and we can go from there. Yeah. So you almost, well, that sounds like you almost take ownership over the, uh, over the incorrect answer. And, and you know, I, yeah, I don't maybe think that was my fault. Thing. I didn't phrase the question right. So I kind of, you give him a bit of an out. Yep. yep. Yeah. No, that seems like a classy thing to do. Gibbs, how about you? Do you, do you handle uh, incorrect answers? Uh, how, or how do you handle them? I give the monkey. Well, that's an open-ended question. I give the monkey to the other participants. You, or you just let them tear that So what that do you all apart. think of John's answer? <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to point out how stupid John's answer was? Especially now that I, say, I trade sales. It's so much easier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Uh, all right. Uh, the last one, encourage reflection. Do you Do you – both of you, Gibbs, I'll start with you this time. How much do you spend reflecting on uh, the things you've done? Well, that's not Gibbsy? what this is about. It's about doing a debrief at the end of the class. <laughs> uh, Instructors can ask students about their performance, thought process, the outcomes, and their feelings. So they're, we're helping them reflect. Not us I think we just learned a little ourselves. something about you, Gibbs. What? <laughs> that I can read? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, that's, I mean, if we're talking about the article, right? <laughs> well, we were talking about it. We started talking about the article, and then we kind of took it in whatever direction you um, felt appropriate, I guess. With my personality style, I am a huge reflector. I, I'm very self-aware. Um, mm. And when I make a mistake or I don't think I said something correctly, etc., it'll mm. bother me for the next three days. And usually I'll go and try and change it or I'll go and try to yeah. right the wrong. I just have a very – I have about seven Jiminy Crickets living in me. What does that mean? Pinocchio. Jiminy Cricket. Conscious. Six? You could call an exterminator. <laughs> <laughs> Having a conscious. So noisy. You have to leave so many crumbs out. Now you you need to go take your kid and watch Pinocchio so you know who Jiminy Cricket is. All right, the uh, the last article that I am going to touch on is uh, one called The uh, Pentagon Eyes Big Expansion of Foreign Military Training Programs. Now, this is this seems to be also one of the uh, the avenues that some of our articles go down. And it's based on the keywords I'm using to search things. But uh, but military training is definitely an aspect that uh, that we look at here. So this is this is in response to or this article, the the actions that. Uh, kind of, I guess, brought this article to us where there was a shooting recently at a military training base in Pensacola. Da, 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 yep. Pensacola. There you go. And um, and it was a Saudi national that was invited in to hang out and train with the military. And then, oh, I guess he had a change of heart. And um, I don't think he had a change so of heart. What's that? I don't think he had a change of heart. Oh, you don't. Oh, OK. He just changed uh, changed his presentation, his I guess. Yeah. 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 So he's a shady fella, but uh, I don't know. I mean, it's it's loosely related to uh, to L and D as far as making sure that the people that are in your program are appropriate for the program. But uh, any 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 thoughts that you guys have on vetting uh, applicants or people that register for programs? I don't know why we're talking about vetting. There's not even any animals here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, it's, a, it's the same with recruiting, right? You know, Go you got to build that persona. 
and really build out that persona and profile that you want with each person and do the right assessments, do the right pre-assessments, you know, like the ones mm -hmm. you love, Dan, do the mm -hmm. right questioning uh, and the right test before you make a decision. I mean, there's always going to be a few bad seats. And the problem right now is with uh, it's, you know, a problem of something that's good is that in the United States right now, the, the uh, unemployment rate is so low mm -hmm. that most of your available, like readily available candidates uh, for entry level positions and such things like that. I was reading an article the other day. They're people that normally wouldn't even have jobs. Yep. So they're mm -hmm. highly unreliable. They are highly unmotivated. So the folks that are actually that you're getting the most contacts on, if you're a recruiter or if you're a uh, hiring manager, are folks that you got to screen like crazy because mm -hmm. you might be wasting money. Um, and if right now, if you have a job and you want to get a new job, it's the great, it's a great time for you because in order to get you to jump from one job to the next, you, it's a bidding war right now because there's no one out there to to uh to fill those positions out on the open market so yeah. you've got to pull them from somewhere where they're already uh there for a reason right they 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 the reason they're uh they're there because they like the money or they like the job they like the manager they like all those types mm -hmm. of things so you've got to find a way to prime away and usually that's money so let me ask you a question speaking of money and speaking of job hunting hopping so myself and a friend were having a conversation this week about how we get it you've got friends well like one but and yeah and that person has to be my friend because i've known him forever but we were talking Good about Lord. you know how no one's oh, everyone still talks about attrition everyone still talks about um, you know how much money it costs to lose people that you hired yet Many people today, millennials, tend to only stay at jobs for two and a half years and job hop. And th that that's what's expected now. But how do you keep the people who are, who are old school like me? And, you know, while I probably won't retire at the company I'm at right now, but at the same time, I'm coming up on three and a half years. Mm -hmm. You know, how, you know, does that not matter? You get matter? the itch, is that what you're no, saying? No, so what I'm saying is, <laughs> Adam, does that not matter anymore? <laughs> you know, does that not matter anymore? Because, you know, because people are job hopping so much. I wonder if it's, uh, oh, oh, so you're saying, does your track record matter? Because there's so many people out there on the market that are job hopping. Does a three-year stint look bad anymore? Is that or what you're saying? Not even bad, or five-year stint, or nine-year stint. Um, and, and you know, and so people, a lot of what millennials have figured out is if I job hop, then I can go make more money. And the people that stay to comp at companies are maybe getting mere increases or bonuses, but not if they job hopped. But mm -hmm. is the concern no longer who cares about attrition? I mean, I would think, and I'm not in that position, but I would think that I would care definitely about attrition. I think that especially in certain skill sets, you, if you get somebody who you – who does the job well and is ascending the way that you want them, you'd want to keep them and do anything you can. Um, and, you know, the the different generations look at it differently, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, generations 
above that millennial generation. I think you're just trying to trigger me. No, I'm not, actually. But they're not carrying the debt, the student loan debt, that Mm. the younger generations are because it just went up like a hockey stick. Mm. So they're job hopping because every job hop they get and every percentage they get and jump in their salary mm-hmm. is the allows them theoretically whether One they do it or out not of debt. yeah helps them either either step out of debt or help them breathe easier mm-hmm. that's interesting so uh so that's why you know might be one of the reasons why i mean I haven't read anything on it i don't i don't I haven't done any studies any any Harris polls or anything on it but um <laughs> It, I'm, I would I would assume that has something to do with it. Mm-hmm. Now that's interesting. The idea that they're just trying to get breathing room, and that's why they're willing to job hop. So you know, I I find myself. Um, or is it because younger <laughs> generations like movements, movement? Well, that I can mean, be part of the, the two things can be true at once. You're gonna hear me say that a lot, Gibbs. Yeah. Uh, it's like my new phrase. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's part of the cake, right? It's part of the reason why those generations yeah. do the things that they do is because they like the movement and they're trying to get away from their, they're, they're trying to get a little breathing room between them and their debt. That's interesting. That's interesting. All right. They heard about, right, let's make, Hey Dan, they heard about Pluto. It's messed up, right? It's messed up, man. That's messed is that, up. Is that a labradoodle? <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to move on to, um, to, to the next – there's actually – gosh, there's three more things that we need to talk about, uh, minimum three. And the next one is going to be something that I have prepared for, uh, Ooh, for our time? listeners. It's a poem <laughs> I was trying to so corner. <laughs> I was trying so hard not to get there. To uh, stall. Well, you can't. Are you, you can't wearing a beret? <laughs> you can't avoid it. No. Are there no, candles I'm smoking lit? a cigarette now. I, I've dimmed the lights. Uh, okay. In, 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 your, coffee shop in time. your IT crowd office. <laughs> yeah, that's that's one of the reasons why I really like the audio medium is because people can't see what sort of hot mess I'm doing this in right now. <laughs> we have uh, we've recently to peek behind the curtain here, peek behind the microphone, I guess. We've recently renovated, or relocated. We've renovated, and it's just it's it's a flipping mess here. But um, but you don't know that. You're only assuming that because it's all the theater of the mind. Speaking of which, this is a <clears throat> this is a poem called One Last Thing. And it, it, it doesn't have to do with Christmas. It doesn't have to do with anything we've talked about so far, but it does have to do with training and working with subject matter experts. So this uh, this may sound familiar. I, I was thinking about this. I, I wrote this a while ago, but I went back and checked the notes, so I don't think we've done this one. I'll just go ahead was and Was it jump in your in field here. notes book? <clears throat> this, uh, you mean my moleskin eight and a half <laughs> by five blue, <laughs> blue notebook? No. Uh, yeah, actually it was. Okay. Here we go. Let's design instruction, said the trainer to the SME, but how to solve your problem? Close your gap expertly. Here are all my notes, replied the SME to the trainer. Maybe a short video, just a quick explainer. But you've written a novella, said the trainer, taken back. A video won't cut it, but I can take a crack. And so (laughs) our training specialist left the meeting worried. He needed a solution of some kind, and he felt hurried. ASAP had said the client, it has to be right now. Well, end of week, this month at least. By Q2, anyhow. And so the journey of our hero began with brainstorming. Three minutes worth of scribbling, a stomach knot was forming. 
Unclear was the trainer on what the SME best meant. A corporate ultimatum, return on investment. Stories anecdotal was all he had to go on, but without proof and pudding, his employment would be withdrawn. The SME said, hey, don't sweat it, just make this client happy. In one month of development, he produced something snappy. He seemed to capture everything from all the notes he'd read. The betas seemed to like it, but then the SME had said, you did a real nice job, you got everything in it, but could you try to cut it down to just under a minute? And that's, uh, please, that's Dad, a bit of a callback. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Under a minute. Uh, yeah, it, that, that, that's a bit of a callback to uh, just a ridiculous request to keep things under a minute for absolutely no goddamn reason. But uh, for some reason, it keeps coming up. So that's uh, that's one. I've titled that three different I've, things. I've uh, heard that there's a like certain generations have shorter attention. So the modern learner here we go. isn't available uh, to have the, uh, <laughs> the attention span for that. Well, you and it used what? to be four hours. Now it's what, like two, that people what? retain what they learn. It's garbage. Yeah, two hours maybe. It's made up. No, they made it up. Not, like not even close. Like nano learning. Oh, that, eight seconds. That's I've, why I've heard Adam likes you. That's <laughs> well, you know. Anyhow, okay. So that was that. The other thing that uh, that I did want to touch on, and this this is more of a seasonal activity or a seasonal concept. And then we have one more thing to chat about uh, before we wrap stuff up here. And this is uh, this is kind of a can training fix it. Now we're we're at the the Christmas season here, and. What what I'm thinking is you have you guys both sound like kind of advanced shoppers uh, on on some level, but it seems mm, that every really. single year. Okay, so maybe you're part of the problem, then Gibbs, and we could talk about this. Maybe we can see if we would fix your problem. I the idea is last problem. last minute shopping, though. It was like it, it, it's a thing. Like I, I'm I'm not just saying this because you happen to not be a great shopper. Um, there are millions of people that seem to do this last minute shopping thing. So I'm wondering, is this, uh, is this something that training can fix? What do you guys think? So hang on. First off, let me ask, is this a problem? And then we can jump into if it's a problem that needs to be solved. You need to like define what problem is. Is it getting in the way of other family activities? Right. Um, like then it's a problem. But if it's not, then it's not. No, like, my dad nice. is notoriously like, get me a list, get me a list, get me a list, like, on November 1st. Wow. And Okay. But then he doesn't shop until, like, now. Hmm. So, like, he's That's been, like, under the radar the past few days because he's I, out tying I've everything out. He's out scrambling. I've yeah. I've heard people who like it. Who like the last Oh, people love shopping. the rush. They yeah. love the, the beating of the clock. No, that's right. I, I'll tell you right now. I do my best work when I see the finish line. Yeah, that's true too. A deadline does does encourage. Uh, I do activity. my best work on anything, whether it be working on the house, whether it be trying to get people are trying to get here, and we want to want to you know clean the house up before people come over. Whether it's cooking for for company, whether it's doing a project for my job, or working on tying flies, I do my best work when I see the finish line. Now, okay, hang on. So when you say you see the finish line, that's not okay. I see. I see. Uh, April first, I gotta have this thing wrapped up because you can see it. It needs to be like within arm's reach. So yeah, you so, gotta be like in like 
You got to be sweaty a yeah. little bit. Nah, yeah. sweaty you, a little if bit. If you but you gotta be lose like... 40 pounds, you wait till the week before to reach your goal. <laughs> well, that's impractical. Well, that's... Yeah. That, that's that's proven not to be able to done. But almost everything else, you know, if we're ta- if you're talking about cleaning, if you're talking about doing a project, working on a project, if you're talking about shopping, things that have, you know, that you can check off that list and, and, and get it done in one fell swoop. Then yeah, but losing weight is not would not fall in that category. Now we we shouldn't pretend that maybe there's certain people out there that have tried to fit into a dress before a particular special day that maybe have been and then hitting the gym. Tears were shed that day. <laughs> I mean, you know, people do intense things when that when that goal is within arm's reach, or when it's like when you're going to run into that brick wall and you got to make sure you can uh, shimmy past it there. Okay. If you so, want to hear, okay. if you want to hear something really, really funny, this is uh, goes. I'm going to pimp another podcast here, but you know, years ago, it was probably five, four years ago, uh, there was a contest between two comedians on the Joe Rogan podcast, uh, Bert Kreischer and Tom Segura, about losing weight. And one of them okay. did it the slow and steady way, mm-hmm. and the other one tried to do it all in like the last three weeks. Oh, and he was eating like 450 calories a day, uh, and so like not good. wearing a wearing a sweatsuit, like one of those like rubber suits. Yep, and like gross. But to hear them both tell the story, <laughs> uh, incredible uh, audio theater. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're we're getting there. We're not there yet. You know, we're getting there. You're not uh, having, well, some, you're not having Christmas, somebody shave someone else's beard on live on podcast. Uh, well, not yet. I mean, that's going to be uh, season two. If if I believed in seasons, you know, I don't I don't get seasons with podcasts. So somebody help me understand what the hell this is about. There's why? A thing. why are, oh, it's a it thing. It's a thing. Remember so, what year they've done it? No, no, I consume I consume a lot of podcasts. And I've never yeah. heard that terminology. So it's Maybe it's because, a Canadian thing. No, it's it's the ones that you listen to are not inspired by NPR. I think that's part of the problem. So there's this there's that's, this whole that's stri- true. So podcasts seems to have had a, like a a, um, a a re-revolution in the past two years. You know, there was they they started about ten years ago, and then you had the the steady eddies that started back. Then there was a few people, and then it kind of ramped up for a couple of years. But and then there was there was a slow climb, a very very slow climb, and then there was a hockey stick, and that's when NPR realized that they could put their uh, their dead voices um, on on and on, on the internet. Crap. Uh, for some damn reason, for some damn reason, but we still keep them around. Uh, anyhow, so I think that that's they. There's a lot of also crime stuff now too. So they'll dig into like a a particular crime or a murder set, and that'll uh, be season X. I guess I, do... I guess I could see that. Like if you think of like uh, like like Dan Carlin's Hardcore History, or he he History on do... Fire, like because he does record all those in like a. Like a booklet, like a like a set, and then he yeah. releases them. So I could see that in those types of podcasts. But anything you're talking about current events mm-hmm. like this, like you can't yes. do seasons. No. But if if no, you're you doing do like seasons. history or talking about certain things in a war or um, crime and things like that, where you're going back to a segment in history where current events have zero impact on what you're talking about, mm-hmm. I could see using seasons that way. All right. I, take it I, all I, back. I can again. see an argument for them. <laughs> but, well, that's what drives like, me nuts about you. Thank but that's you. like 
90% of podcasts plus do not fall in that category. I don't know, man. I don't know. All right. Luckily, that's not our problem that we have to solve. Exactly. One thing that I do want to talk about. Yeah. Uh, the, the last thing that we're going to talk about today, ladies and gentlemen, is the uh, and again, if you want to download and, and, you know, sometimes people get this podcast through a link that might get put out on social media or something. Uh, and, and you're like, how do I subscribe to this? You can find us on Google Podcasts, on Apple Podcasts, on. Oh, boy several places adam's actually the keeper of all the places but uh we're in a lot of different places uh cast box cast that's box. another one cast box cast box yeah yeah that's another one so we're all over the place but you can get the uh the the show notes and of course all the articles that we're talking about here uh mosby.ca slash zero one five and the big thing that i want to talk about today is um if you guys because this is the, the episode that's going to come out around christmas so if you had like a christmas list for what's the kind of the lnd toy that you are looking for and you know maybe santa doesn't bring it but if he did what would you ask him if you were sitting on the big man's lap taking a picture at the mall what would you ask him for it smells like beef and cheese what <laughs> have you not seen elf uh, it's been a long time. Oh, come on! I'm sorry. It's the greatest I'm Christmas movie ever. I know. Well, tis the season. Maybe I'll get back at it. All right, Gibbs, if you got a new L&D toy, what would it be? Um, I don't know if it's so much a toy as just as far as my projects being successful next year. Yeah. Okay. So that's, uh, it's not exactly what no, I was looking for. But- Okay. That's what I need. So, well, That's so hang what on. I so need. that means, <laughs> so that means that you are content with having the tools that you have access to, the resources that you have access to. There is not a tool that you think could make you a little bit more well, effective. And you gotta remember, I've been in training since 1997. Yes, we've so heard this. I, you know, I have survived without even a computer to train. So you're you're overselling that. Yeah. So, you know, I mean... When they were drawing buffaloes on cave walls. Yeah, I mean, I, I had the, uh, the transparency thing with Sticks the vice <laughs> Yeah, I mean... Back in my day, we didn't even have computers. Yeah, no, I mean, we had AS400. Come on. <laughs> and that's how we, <laughs> I remember the AS400. Yeah, I mean, we yeah, didn't yeah. even have laptops, you know, or anything. I mean, everything was done on flip chart paper and through the transparency things. All right. So, so for me, Gibbs, it's like I, you're more than happy to settle. We get yeah, it. Yeah, it's not that I'm we selling. It. It's just like you know, there's nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, I've survived mm-hmm. without needing all the stuff, and I know learners change. Yeah, there's et nothing wrong with that. Yeah, but it's Christmas for God's sakes. I'm just saying, ask for a freaking shoot for robot. the stars. What, like, what do you yeah. want? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I just need these projects to be successful. That's what I want. <laughs> I don't think the big man can help you with those. <laughs> All right, Mr. Brandt, anything that you're uh, you're mildly interested in uh, getting from Santa I want Claus? more of one thing and less of another. Hmm. What's the less of? Uh, email. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, that's less not going to happen. Oh, no, it's What's not. What's your email and... address? <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> oh, I have it now. Now that I think I'll about get it. That... I'll get you to my burner email address. <laughs> the, what's the What's the what you want the, more of? The wasteland. Uh, I want more time. Oh, I want more time to develop just... my projects. I want more time oh, to gosh, learn new time systems. Uh, we, you know, we've got a new e-learning platform we've we've come out with that 
you know, I'm, I'm, I made the jump from, from articular, from, uh, captivate to articulate and it's a great system. I just don't know enough about it yet and how to, um, you know, it's been, I wish I had more time to learn. I wish I had more time in the classroom, uh, wish, wish, uh, managers would give their folks more time. I wish the, you know, salespeople especially would. You got would want, one would, would thing, want to spend more time. Seconds. No, no, I had time. I was using. I was extremely vague and open for a reason. Um, but it's time, man. It's just. Uh, it's it's the, it's the thing that everyone has in common. We all have twenty four hours in a day. Oh, it's he's true. getting off philosophical. It's, 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 like it's you, the Dan. great equalizer. That's... Time is the great equalizer. That's, that's the richest why man. Tune in. The, the richest man and the poorest man have the same amount of time in a day. Same He's amount. all like philosophical, like your elevator story or escalator story. My escalator story. That was a good story. I, I always felt that was a strong close to our <laughs> sessions. So maybe uh, speaking of stories, I got a great story that I used. We talked earlier about warming a group up, like getting them to oh. be more open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I drew a little picture of a of a fish in a bag in a tank of water. Uh, based on that. Oh, interesting. But my yeah. my story that I use in my trainings, it's self-deprecating. It's hilarious. So me and the kids, we always watched uh, American Ninja Warrior. was a favorite show for the kids. So we go downstairs mm-hmm. and watch it in the basement because it's nice and cool in the summer. And one day I was playing with my boys, and my back was to the TV, and Jeopardy is on before, um, before American Ninja Warrior. So it's on to my back. I'm watching my kids, playing with my kids, and I'm listening to the questions, and I got like one, two, three, four right in a row, right? I'm like, man, I'm like, I'm on fire. I've never get like four in a row, six, seven, eight. I'm I'm like crushing it, right? What was the topic? Hold on. (laughs) Let me tell the story. So I got to like 10, 12, 13 questions in a row right. And I'm like, this has never happened before in my life. 14th question, I get right, turn around, it's Kids Week. <laughs> but, you know, I can't even get Kids Week right. They're smarter than me nowadays. So this story, it gets that reaction that Dan just had, and it, it, mm-hmm. it literally brings me and the class closer together. Yeah. And now all of a sudden they're open and they're talking. The minute that story goes out, I fire that story out there and I do that, it – it brings us all together because they can they, they see it and then they see me like oh wah wah like yeah <laughs> but it's still like like but like Gibbs said you still got all those questions right even though they were for fifth graders but it works no that and you know there's I think there's really something significant to the shared experience if you can kind of make a team out of everybody that um, and, and I think laughter is a great way to do that good on you man. All right. I was just going to say I wanted uh, like a Beyond license so I could make animated videos, but now I sound like a superficial jackass. Um, hey yes, man, you and- got you must have all kinds of time, and you must your projects must be amazing, right? You know it. You know it. I run a tight ship, bro. Oh, world no. of hurt, man. You got time for World of Hurt? Let's get it cranking out again. Oh, world of hurt. That was so for those that uh, weren't there for that minute of time four years ago. That was it. Was a very brief period where flurry. I had a small cartoon. Uh, it was a flurry of cartoon uh, cartoons that I had drawn that uh, they didn't really have a thread going through them aside from they were all tongue-in-cheek. But uh, yeah, I should bring those back. They just took so damn long because I'm not an artist. I have to try real hard at that stuff. So now I write poetry. Uh, okay. That, I think that brings us to a close on that uh, that good story where 
Eli is smarter than a fifth grader. And what we'll do, ladies and gentlemen, is we will have all these show notes for you at mosby.ca slash 015. Uh, Eli, how do you want folks getting a hold of you should they want to do that? Uh, they want to check out my fly fishing stuff and my flies that I tie. Always Great Lakes Fly on Instagram. GLF, yeah. Or, uh, or uh, I guess I'm on Inst- I guess I'm on LinkedIn. Um, not really happy about it, but sometimes got to do. <laughs> sometimes got to do what you got to do. That's right. That's right, man. Hey, hey that's I exactly haven't got a hard. single text about me being on LinkedIn since I did that from you. So. Oh no. No, from you. No. Oh. Oh. Well, yeah, that's because I can reach you on Instagram now because I'm on Instagram and uh, it's reluctant and I already regret it. But there I am. Yeah. So if you want to find me on uh, Instagram, Dan Talks Training or, uh, or Twitter, Dan Talks LN, the letter N is in Nancy, uh, Dan Talks LND. And uh, then I am also on LinkedIn. I'm pretty, uh, I got a pretty strong LinkedIn game. That's that's kind of my, my wheelhouse there because it's just LND stuff and I don't have to worry about things like... Uh, well, all the fun stuff, like we talked about last week with perennium uh, sunning. Uh, that was... <laughs> I can't even believe I made the cut. That was out of bounds. <laughs> it should have been. <laughs> Don't but you have an editor? Here. Nope. No, that's Dan. <laughs> Maybe we should. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you can follow us on Twitter, Mosby Learning, at Mosby Learning. Gibbs, uh, how do you want folks getting a hold of you? LinkedIn. LinkedIn yeah. and uh, GIBBS. Oh, yeah, thirteen thousand of my followers. Connections. Yeah, I don't. That doesn't seem quite right, but it we'll is. roll with it. It is. Uh, music today was from uh, Kevin McLeod at uh, Incompetech.com. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to us. I hope your uh, Christmas goes well, or, or if you celebrate, or if you don't. Hey, if you don't, I still want the 25th to go well for you uh, and everybody that you know. So I hope you get what you ask for, even if it is more time. All right. Thank you for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Take care of your finances. Is there a tie-in to L&D somehow? No. Does this sound enjoyable for everyone?